0: Fantastic, that was, a, that was a powerful reminder again there, wasn't it? And I don't know about you, but I've been, I've been blown away uh, over the Easter weekend. It was incredible here, wasn't it? And, and I hope you all had uh, a great Easter too. You see, this may be the, the Sunday after Easter Sunday, but today we're still running with the So Thankful theme because we've still got so much to be thankful for, haven't we? The tomb is still empty, death is still totally defeated and Jesus is very much still alive. We live in the power of the risen Christ and it's why we can equally be excited this Sunday as we were last Sunday. So is everyone okay? Good. I am too, thanks for asking. Actually, I'm, I'm not. And before I go on, I, I want to share uh, my pain uh, with you this morning. You see, I've had a, a song going over and over and over in my mind all week. And it's done my head in. You see, I'm sure you've all experienced it too. You've all had a, a random tune uh, or that you, that you constantly find yourself singing along to. Or, or you have the words of a song just going round and round in your head. And I wouldn't mind if the song in my head was a, was a good one or one that I could sing along to, but it was neither. And I bet you're dying to know what the song is now, aren't you? If you're not, I'm, I'm going to tell you anyway because I've, I've got the microphone. And I'm going to tell you because I want to share my pain with you. I want you to feel my pain. I want it to be in your heads too. <laughs> Let it <go>. I made... <laughs> before I go, I I made the mistake of running this talk past D yesterday, my wife, and on hearing the song that I'm going to mention, she started bellowing it out all afternoon and all evening. It just made it worse. So that song that's been in my head, uh, and been driving me mad all week. Are you ready? It's The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. (laughs) How random is that? And what's worse is that song is now 31 years old. That means many of you here weren't even born when that song came out. Although that song might have something to do. No, I won't go there. (laughs) If you don't know it, you guys can Google it. It's class. See, it's not all of the song that's been going on in my head Either. It never is. It's just a, a couple of the words, and it's from the chorus, uh, and it has to be, you know, it has to be that the really high bit, where even in my head, as, as I'm imagining it, singing it, it sounds like a cat's being tortured, and it didn't sound much better when Dee sang it. Just, uh, moving on. So if you know the song, you will feel my pain, the greatest love of all, all week going over and over and over uh, in my head. And it may be in your head too now. And if it isn't, I'm going to try hard to get it in there because the words are going to come up on the screen. The greatest love of all. And I want to be serious now for a minute because I don't think it's a coincidence that after the Easter weekend and remembering what Jesus has done for us, that that song and those words are going over and over in my head. You see, it's because of Jesus' death on the cross that I have, you have, we have all experienced the greatest love of all. We've experienced the greatest act of love that has ever taken place. You see, it was Jesus' love for us that took him to the cross, that nailed him there, that caused him to die there. Jesus shows us by sacrificing his life, the greatest love of all, and nothing will ever come close to that. And it's because of this act, the greatest love of all, that we can be so thankful today, the Sunday after Easter Sunday. And there's one guy in the Bible that was so thankful and so overjoyed on the Sunday after Easter Sunday too. Anna, I want to introduce you to him. You know, this guy first missed the events of Easter Sunday. He wasn't there when Jesus returned and appeared to the disciples. This guy was a disciple, yet wasn't around, the Bible tells us, for for Jesus' resurrection. Can you believe that? Of all the parties to miss, this guy misses out on the biggest party in history. Nobody knows where this guy is or what he's doing. It may be that he's partying himself all by his own because he's just had the worst week of his life. You see, this guy has witnessed Jesus' death. He's witnessed his burial. He was there for that, but then goes missing after that. And it's because, as, as Leon said last week, nobody was expecting Jesus to return. So the first Easter Sunday This guy misses the party to end all parties. When Jesus returns to his disciples, this disciple was nowhere to be seen. Then the week that follows Easter Sunday. This was a a tough week for him too. It was a, a miserable week for him because he was struck with doubt. You see, the other disciples, they'd find him and they told him the incredible news that Jesus was alive. But this disciple wasn't convinced this disciple, as you know, is Thomas. Thomas, doubting Thomas. And you can read his story in John chapter 20. And I think if we're honest, we can all relate to his story because we can all doubt sometimes. You see, we can question what's going on. We can question what God is doing. And we can even question if God is is really there. For some of you here this morning, Easter Sunday may have been memorable, but the rest of your week's been miserable. So you may feel like you've missed the party too, and you may be struggling with all kinds of doubt. If that's you, then you need to be reminded of Thomas's story today. You see, it wasn't Easter Sunday for him, he missed that. It was the Sunday after Easter Sunday for him. It was a week later where Jesus met him and gave him what he needed. Jesus appeared at the house again where the disciples were. And and this time Thomas was there and Jesus, he heads straight for him. And he says, put your finger here, see my hands. Then he says, reach out your hands and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe, he tells Thomas. Some of you here may be struggling with doubt this morning and I want you to know that that's okay it's normal. Thomas felt it. So you're not alone. But I also get the sense though that for some of you here on the Sunday after Easter Sunday, Jesus wants to do for you what he did for Thomas and give you what you need. And I think I can say that because you've showed up. You're here. You haven't given up. And Thomas didn't give up either. You see, he may have had doubt He may have struggled, but he showed up. You see, he was at the party the second time around. He was with the disciples in the house again, the Bible tells us. He put himself in a position to hope again, to believe again. And that's all that Jesus needs. It's all that Jesus requires. And we see straight away, don't we, that Jesus went to Thomas and he met his needs Jesus then tells Thomas to stop doubting and to believe again. And it's here that I believe God wants to do that with some of the stuff you're struggling with. See, for you, on the Sunday after Easter Sunday, Jesus wants to take away those doubts and struggles that you have. And he wants you to hope again, to believe again. See, the greatest love of all becomes the greatest hope of all. And hope is what sets us apart from the world we live in today. As Christians, we always have a hope that we can be certain of. Hope is here. Transformation is here. Belief is here because of what Jesus did on Easter Sunday. But it's for the Sunday after too. And the Sunday after that too. Actually, it's so much better than that. It's for every day and forever. You see, you are never without hope. The greatest hope of all is a a promise from Jesus himself. He promises that he will always be with us. He will help us and that he will live inside of us. Jesus tells his disciples this before his death. uh, And in John 14, he's preparing them for that. He wants to give them the, the greatest hope of all. John 14 verses 16 to 19 say this and the words will come up on the screen. That's incredible hope, isn't it, for us today. And it's why we can be so thankful. But it was more incredible for the disciples at the time on hearing it. And I'll show you why. See, Jesus promises them the the Holy Spirit. He's telling them that he's going away soon and that he won't be around for, for much longer. But he will give them an advocate that will help them and be with them forever. See, it's here uh, in this passage also that we know that the Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as him in the verses that we've just read. The Holy Spirit is also known as the advocate, the comforter and the counsellor, the other names that are given for him in the Bible. An advocate is someone who speaks in a person's defence and here's how some of the other names work for him. See the Holy Spirit stands by you when you need comfort. If you need comfort this morning, the Holy Spirit is there. He speaks to you when you need wisdom and he stands up for you when you need an advocate. He will help you and be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit reminds us of Jesus. He points us to Jesus and he helps us to become like Jesus. See, his truth changes us. It shapes us and helps us to combat our doubts. Jesus goes on to say that the world cannot accept him because they're not looking for him. And for that reason, they won't know him. And we see this in our world today, don't we? So many people that are blinded to Jesus. But he goes on to tell his disciples that they do know him because they live with him and soon he'll be alive in them. That's good news, isn't it? And this is what's huge for the disciples because they've heard and they know all about the Holy Spirit. They know the stories from the past. They're well-versed in the scriptures. They knew that the Holy Spirit came on particular people for a particular time back then. People like David, like Samson, like Elijah and Elijah. The, The list goes on. The Holy Spirit came on them but didn't stay with them. But here, here Jesus is telling his disciples that the Holy Spirit will live inside of them and will never leave them. And boy, they get the importance and the significance of that. You see, it's huge for them. And I'm so thankful that it's a promise for us to do today too. You see, Jesus not only died instead of you to to give his life for you, He also died to give his life to you. You see, Jesus is alive and he becomes alive in us through his Holy Spirit. And Jesus later in John 16 and verse 7 says to his disciples that it's better for him that he went so the Holy Spirit can come. It says that, but very truly I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going uh, away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go I will send him to you. See, the greatest hope of all becomes then the, the greatest gift of all. On the final day before his ascension, Jesus promised to his disciples uh, a gift that would not only change their lives, but would empower them to go and change the world forever. You may argue that the greatest gift God gives is salvation, and I'm not going to argue with you there, but it's the Holy Spirit that helps us receive salvation. And it's the Holy Spirit that changes us after salvation. So for me, they're both equally important and they go hand in hand. He changes us. He transforms us. And then he asks us to go and change and transform everything around us. The Holy Spirit is given for power and for purpose. You see, through the Holy Spirit, we're to make a difference and to be the difference in the world that we live in today. And it's here that that Jesus is telling his disciples this as we pick up the story in Acts 1 uh, and verse 3. It says this, again the words will be on screen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command "Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for my gift, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John, baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jeru- Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a, and a cloud hid him from their sight. These are Jesus' last words before he ascends to heaven. And if they're his last words, I want to suggest that they have to be important. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But it's power for purpose. Jesus empowers us for the mission that's ahead of us. We're called to continue the work Christ started and he gives us everything we need to accomplish it. It was the power of the Holy Spirit through the disciples that birthed the church. And it's the same power of the Holy Spirit through us that keeps it advancing today. See, for me, everyone, every one of us can be an Acts 1.8 Christian, to live lives empowered by the Holy Spirit and to take the good news to our Jerusalem. That's where we live. And as well as those who are further away from us, either relationally or culturally, that's our Judea and Samaria. And then to the ends of the earth, where we may go on an overseas missions or we may not. But even if we don't, we can pray for those that do and give to those that do. See, I believe that it's for every believer to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to fulfill the great commission. The Holy Spirit is given for power and for purpose. See, he encourages us, he empowers us, he equips us. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the power to live the life that Christ died for us to have which means we can, f- we can fulfill the mandate that he gave us. But to do this, guys, we have to realize that we need the Holy Spirit every day. See, the Bible tells us that we're to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. But if we're honest, you know, how often do we ask? How often do we take him for granted? See, we have power that's available to us. But most of us don't bother to put the plug in. See, we may be Christ-filled on a Sunday, but we could be totally empty come Wednesday. And I don't know about you, but I want the Holy Spirit in my life. I need the Holy Spirit to do life. I'm a, a better person as a result of the Holy Spirit. Um, and D will give you a big amen there. By spending time with the Holy Spirit, though, we, we become more in tune with him, don't we? We're more insensitive. We're more sensitive to what he may be saying to others too. It's for our benefit, but also for the benefit of others. You know, sometimes it's it's not more coffee we need, it's more of the Holy Spirit. And I've cut downloads on coffee. I, I was a little obsessed with Starbucks, sometimes having a, a couple a day, but now I can go a, a week and I'm, I'm not really bothered, I, pro- I promise. <laughs> and I'll let you ask Leon and, and the team if I'm better or worse for that. <laughs> but I've got a challenge for you this week. See, if you see a grumpy Christian this week, tell them to go and spend more time with the Holy Spirit that's a joke. (laughs) Only do it if they're smaller than you. (laughs) I've got a challenge for you this week. The real challenge is to spend more time with the Holy Spirit because it's it's worth it. See, the Holy Spirit gives us assurance that we are children of God. He gives us assurance that we are loved, valued, and always connected to God. He gives us a purpose for life. And like I said, I want to encourage you to spend more time with him because it's worth it. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift of all that Jesus gives us. And the Holy Spirit gives us good gifts as he chooses. You know, gifts of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and even miraculous powers. I want that one. Signs and wonders are a part of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to finish in a while by asking God to fill us again with his Holy Spirit. I don't know what you need this morning, but I do know the answer to what you need is in Jesus. And it's available through his Holy Spirit. You see, you may be facing something incredibly difficult at the moment. It's got you feeling fearful. It could be a health situation, a relationship situation, a work situation, a financial situation. If that's you, then you need to know the Holy Spirit as your comforter this morning. Ask to be filled again and experience his peace. You may be going through a battle at the moment and life is tough. It's incredibly difficult. It could be something, someone personal. It could be a spiritual attack that's happening at the moment. It could be both. But it seems like everything and, and everyone's against you. And you feel like you're just hanging on at the moment and close to giving up. You know, if that's you, then you need to know the Holy Spirit as your advocate this morning. He's your helper and he's your defense. Ask to be filled again and experience his power and strength. Then you may be feeling full of doubt here this morning. You've got question after question racing in your head. You just need evidence that Jesus is real this morning. You know, you haven't been at the party for a long time and you just need Jesus to do something, anything. If that's you, you need to know that there's a party invitation with your name on it. You need to know Jesus as your counselor this morning, reassuring you that he's with you, that he's for you and that he's alive within you. Ask to be filled again and experience his spirit of truth that reminds us of Jesus, that points us to Jesus, and that helps us become like Jesus. It may be this morning that you've never received the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. If you haven't, then the words of Jesus in Luke 11 are just for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you. for everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to one who knocks, the door will be opened. Jesus goes on to say that your Father in heaven so wants to desire to give you his holy Spirit to everyone who asks. So if that 's you this morning, ask to be filled with His spirit, and you will be. And it may be that you're not in a difficult place this morning, that life's good at the moment, and and that's great. You know, be thankful for that, but don't make the mistake of thinking that you don't need to be filled again either. See, this demands a response from us all because we're all continually to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's as we are that we are changed We're transformed. Our needs are met, and we can be so thankful. I want to invite the the band to come back. And we're going to respond in a minute. But first, we're going to wait. See, there is something about waiting and preparing ourselves for the Holy Spirit. It's why Jesus first tells his disciples to wait before they witness. And as we wait and prepare ourselves, why don't you start asking and inviting the the Holy Spirit to come? Kalina is going to sing a song over us. And as she does, let's not fall asleep. Let's engage. Let's invite his Holy Spirit to come. After waiting for a while, I'll come back. And then we're going to respond. Started by giving God some praise. Let's finish with God keep giving God some praise. Father, we want to thank you. Father, we are so thankful to you. Father, we thank you that you've met us this morning. Father, I thank you that you encourage us, you empower us, and you equip us. And now, Lord Jesus, may we go out in the power of your Holy Spirit. And change and transform the world that desperately needs it freely we've received now freely let's give and everyone said amen amen thank you guys it's been great that you've joined with if you need prayer for anything this morning then our prayer team would love to pray for you they're just there in the prayer room you may want to ask God for, for those gifts for that fullness of the Holy Spirit. You can head there and the team would love to pray for you. If you need any other information, our connection points are there and in the venue plus. There's also tea and coffee. Guys, we would love to see you next week for the start of our new series. It's going to be great. I want to encourage you to join with us. Have a great week. Be blessed.